The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. I also want to just go back to what Damien McCallion, the HSE lead on testing of vaccination, said earlier, that new guidance is being issued today on people who are wearing FFP2 masks or N95 respirator masks, as they're called. It's the higher grade masks um, that people are buying um, that are supposedly more effective at keeping out um, as well as keeping in. Uh, virus uh, and and the situation was people were being told to take them off to get tested and they were being given the, the flimsier uh, surgical mask. Uh, this made no sense to a lot of listeners. Damien McCallion has confirmed now that you don't have to do that. New guidance is being issued today that you are going to be able to leave those masks on going in to get tested. But then it gives rise to the question that arose yesterday when we were speaking to the INMO Director of Industrial Relations, Tony Fitzpatrick, talking about the availability of those high-grade quality masks for nurses. Let's listen. With regards to FFP2, they offer much better protection. We know that Omicron is much more transmissible. So therefore, and logic follows, that if it's more transmissible, if it's airborne, therefore increase the protection with regards to the utilisation of masks. Masks have proven to be effective. Therefore, we should ensure that all our healthcare workers that are out there, patient-facing, dealing with patients, etc., should be as a minimum wearing FFP2. And the incredible thing is the HSC says that that, that, that is available, but... Um, they're saying if they if they if they want them, they can ask for them, and we'll give them to to them. What we're saying is it should be standard across the board that these okay. masks are available for them. So, in other words, they're in a box, they're in a cupboard, but you have to ask for them, and that made no sense to me. It made no sense to Tony Fitzpatrick yesterday, and and my point was that okay, there's the science maybe confusing on this and some say they do offer extra protection others say the surgical masks are just as good but then lo and behold last night I was sitting on the couch and the World Health Organization uh, tweeted from Dr Tedros who is the head of the WHO today the WHO is issuing updated guidance for health workers recommending the use of either a respirator or a medical mask in addition to other PPE when entering a room where there is a patient with suspected or confirmed COVID which is there and that's relevant and that makes sense but also as he said respirators including the N95 and the FFB2 and others should especially be worn in care settings where ventilation is known to be poor i.e. most Irish hospitals um, so I, I don't know where the HSE is coming from with this one if there are nurses on the front line where they're not being given these masks Luke O'Neill it's very confusing isn't it, uh, th- <laughs> it this is isn't the first time that we've had the HSE issuing guidance and then a few weeks later going oh well, we didn't mean that now and, and, and here's what we actually mean yeah and those N95s are great masks and no question they do give more protection any mask works of course by the way to some extent you know but those N95s are really effective so healthcare workers that should be the routine they should be given N95s and they're the ones they should wear Mm, it's it's uh, we'll see we'll get back onto the HSE on the back of what the WHO has said now I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll be getting a change in policy someday soon uh, but uh, Luke first of all uh, and we'll get into all the, the, the new news in a minute uh, but the the breaking news in the last 24 hours is we have real on the ground information about what is happening with Omicron in areas where this has been taken off like a rocket for the last two weeks particularly in London and in Scotland um, and, and the news albeit tentative 
is good. It's hoping it's hoping on then. Yeah, there's four countries actually: Scotland, England, South Africa, and Denmark are all reporting that Omicron looks a bit milder, which is great to see. In other words, the, the chain from cases into hospitalisations does seem to be lessened, even by as much as two thirds. One study said two thirds less, you know, less uh, severe than Delta. So it's looking good. I mean, this, the, 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 more and more data every day is coming out. But Scotland have just said the same thing. They've issued a study. And again, a smallish numbers. So we've got to be, got to be careful. We're heading in the right direction, though. It does seem to be milder for the moment anyway. Mm. And, and of course the, the concern remains, it's just volume. Uh, it depends on how many people get infected and the more people get infected the more unvaccinated people get infected, the more people with underlying conditions that will probably still put pressure on the system. But what was interesting in South Africa was that the, the rocket up seems to be followed by a rocket down yeah. because uh, Omicron ran out of road. That's right. The South Africa study is probably one of the better ones because they've control for age, say. you know, If it was younger people, they get less severe days anyway. You know? But they've control, they have control for that now. It doesn't seem to be an age thing at all. So it looks as if from the South Africa data, it, it's, the virus has changed into a more transmissible form, but one that's causing less severe disease. Now we're keeping our fingers crossed. Let's hope. Uh, as ever, Jonathan, the next week is going to be critical. You know, We're going to get more and more data from around the world and let's hope it holds up. But it's heading in the right direction. Let's put it that way. Mm. When you think about it, Luca, you you made this point to Pat uh, on many occasions. The virus doesn't necessarily want to kill us. It just wants to keep spreading. It wants to get as far as it can and infect as many people and replicate as quickly as possible. So therefore, you know, survival of the fittest and all that, that, that this is probably what the virus wanted to do. It might, yeah. I mean, again, there's some evidence for that with other viruses. It's not necessarily... Some viruses are still deadly, remember, and they keep spreading, you know, so it's not a given. Uh, but certainly viruses change all the time and this one is, has changed, as we know, and let's hope it's changed in the right direction. How are you, by the way? I should have asked you that. Thank you very much. <laughs> much, <laughs> I, much better. I, how, how rude of me uh, not to ask how you are. You're obviously uh, you're out anyway. I'm out. Oh, I passed my 10 days. Yeah, that was last Saturday. I, 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 went, I came out of isolation and I'm, I'm fantastically well. Thank you. Yeah. No, it was a, a three day course. I, I had symptoms for three days and then I was much better, basically. So, and mm. again, Jonathan, the vaccine saved me. I was, I said to people, I was imagining my immune troops in my lungs, stopping the virus, getting into my lungs and making me sick. So, so it was really mild. So that was, uh, so it, it stopped in your throat effectively. It did, didn't yeah. It? And that, that's what we expect vaccines to do, by the way. We, the vaccines that we have still don't really stop people getting infected usually, usually well. But as soon as it gets into your lungs, then the vaccine kicks in, if you see what I mean, and then, and then you kill the virus. And of course, the severe disease, the severe disease is, is a lung infection. So the vaccines are holding up in that way. Mm. Uh, the antigen tests as well, I know you were you were taking them uh, to see if you were still infectious uh, and uh, that that worked, didn't it? I mean, you had you had actual experience of that when you were looking at the test coming up with the two lines. Well, I, when I fell off my seat, I, 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 I can't. Am I positive? I can't believe it. I think this this band came up in the uh, T window, and that day I had no symptoms, so I would have gone to work without doubt, Jonathan. You know, and and I stayed home. The positive test came up, and I, I could have infected five or six people that day in work. You know, so it's just really important. Antigen testing, as we know, is a, a key, as we now all agree, uh, is a key weapon, and it stopped me infecting several people. Really, so it really worked. Um, let's talk about antivirals uh, because um, the Pfizer uh, drug, which we know is going to be made uh, here in Cork, in fact, um, th- that is now kind of on the shelf in a very limited fashion, yeah. isn't it? Well, I can't overemphasize on 2022 will be the year of the antivirals. Let's put it that way. These are very effective drugs. Uh, they're protecting against hospitalization by as much as 90%. Can you believe it? So in my case, if I had severe disease, I could have I could have taken an antiviral. I would have killed the virus in my body. You know, It's a great weapon. And now the FDA in America have approved Paxlovid, the Pfizer drug, and that will now be available. They'd, they'd approved Molnupiravir, the Merck one already. So now there's two antivirals available in America. Uh, the 
US administration they've ordered 10 million doses of Paxlovid already so Ringoskiddy is going to be busy making it you know and now we'd have this fantastic extra weapon and I, I can't really overemphasize this will decrease your viral load tenfold when you, and it's a tablet you take the tablet viral load collapses and that means you know you're a lot less infectious you won't develop severe disease so the risk is massively mm. lowered you know so we, we see it as a great and, and very importantly any variant it'll work against they've shown in a test tube it kills Omicron you know so again this is going to be a really important weapon um, and we're now looking for the EMA in Brussels to approve it and then we'll get access to this in Ireland as well yeah, so in other words, there's, there, there is um, an infield exercise w- uh, that's happening in the US right now that will probably help feed the EMA and their decision-making probably early yeah. in the new year. Exactly. The FDA are very reputable, very careful, but if they've approved it, they've looked at all the data, the safety, the trials, and they say, yep, thumbs up, let's go for it. So the EMA, I bet you now, is, as we speak, is under pressure because it, it, with Omicron going around Europe like, like, like crazy, this, this drug is going to be essential to keep it under control, you know? Or, or whatever happens next my, my alphabet isn't great but I don't know what's after Omicron but yeah. inevitably there will probably be another one the White House um, uh, uh, unlike uh, Neffet here um, they're, they're fully on board with antigen testing aren't they because the, the, Joe Biden has realised he's going to have to start distributing a lot more and the White House is, is sending what half a billion out? Yep this is incredible so the US administration is making 500 million antigen test, uh, tests available for free to people you've got to go online and order it you know so, so the Biden administration have turned around two weeks ago they said they mightn't do that uh, but now half a billion antigen tests for free isn't it incredible so yet again uh, as we've been saying for months and months antigen testing is critical and Biden has realised let's get those antigen tests out as quickly as we can as well and that's our other key weapon as we know you know to test carefully so isn't it great mm. now whether Ireland whether we move to making it free is the next question you know and, and I would advocate for that like the UK it's free Germany they're free you know well you get you get five if you're a close contact they send yeah, them back to the post yeah, that's, yeah. I, I got them for free actually because I was a close contact so that's great, isn't it? But I wonder whether we should move towards making them free. Just so there, it should be routine now. You know, every day almost uh, taking antigen tests, especially if you're going to a gathering of some kind. You know, and then if you're positive, just this the usual thing: stay home. And they're proven to work basically. The millions and millions of people have had them now, and it's really worked. You know, so again, we, we'll see what happens here. I guess. It was this time last year, Luke, that we were getting those figures, the first figures from Pfizer and from Moderna about um, how confident they were their vaccines are going to work. And, you know, they're still holding up that, the, OK, with the booster now, but the the level of protection is still quite high, even against the new yep. variant. AstraZeneca this morning have now produced uh, lab data saying that their third dose uh, will actually be as effective as getting you back to where you were after your second dose. But Novavax is the one that they that that's different, isn't it? It's it a is, different yeah. type yeah. of technology. The first version wasn't great, and they went back into the lab. And the, the new version is is about to be approved, or has it been approved? That's what it's just been approved. We are we've our fifth vaccine, isn't it incredible? In Europe, the fifth vaccine got approved approved a day before yesterday. Novavax are the makers of it. And it's another vaccine to use. Now, it's really interesting. It's an old-fashioned vaccine, if you know what I mean. They, they used older technologies. And one of the fears people had was, oh, that Pfizer vaccine was developed quickly. It's a new technology. And it's true that those RNA vaccines were new. This is using a bog-standard way to make a vaccine. It's a protein-based vaccine. It's actually using the, the spike protein itself. 90% protection in the trial, which is great. And now it's approved. Now, it's important because it's the fifth one to use, of course. And 
then they're going to give a billion doses away to the developing world, they've said, which is great because we need to get the vaccine out. But probably more importantly, in Germany, for example, one reason for hesitancy was I'm not taking a new vaccine, you know, and, and 56% of vaccine hesitant people, that was a reason they gave, you know. That reason no longer applies because this is an old fashioned vaccine. You know, it's not, it's not a newfangled technology, well proven, very safe. So the Germans are hoping now that Novavax will make up the difference. There's only 70% of people vaccinated in Germany, so, and that, that's not sufficient, mm. as we know. But now yeah. they're going to say, look, take Novavax. It's a very well worn technology. And then literally overnight, I'm like, guess what? It works against Omicron. They took blood samples from people, and the, now the antibodies had waned a little bit, like, like all the vaccines have, but it was, it was stronger than Pfizer against Omicron. Isn't it? Yeah. So now we have what, another vaccine what, that could help us. Basically. What are the things about Omicron and the data that's coming through, Luke? And again, it's all very preliminary, so you have to have a caveat. The likelihood of breakthrough, in other words, of, of you getting a very mild dose, um, yeah. perhaps one you mightn't even know you have, it is still higher even if you're boosted, isn't it? Which is why people have to be so careful over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, n- none of the vaccines protect your nose. That's the way to think of it. They all protect your lungs. So that means it may get into your nose. You might have sniffles. You might, you'll might test positive then, but it's not making you sick, you see. And remember, a very important point, on all the vaccines were still protecting against severe disease and death, even with two shots, including Johnson. And Johnson, people worry about that vaccine. That vaccine is still protecting against death without a booster, you know? So if anybody has had that vaccine, realise you've still got some level of protection. The T-cells are still there, basically, you know. But still, the next, by, by the way, John, get this, there are 124 vaccines in development at the moment, still. You'd wonder how they'll break through into the market, of course. Some of those may well protect your nose as well. And wouldn't that be tremendous? Because now we're going to yeah. stop transmission and stop people getting infected. And, and that's the future in some ways. All these different vaccines yeah. are coming down the well, track, you know. Th- th- this new vaccine for all, Variants. So, in yeah. other words, this uh, kind of the the, the Superman of, of of coronavirus vaccines. How realistic is it? Because Very. these things are great at being different, and and SARS is different to MERS. MERS is different to COVID nineteen. The common cold that we've never managed to quite get on top of is effectively mutation after mutation of the same illness. That yeah. Probably is what COVID is going to become. How can you have one size fits all vaccines? Well, again, every day you see, I, I'm a busy man. Every day there's news, isn't there? Uh, the Walter Reed Army Institute. In America, and that's the U.S. Uh, Army's Research Institute. I've just oh, announced. Oh, they, 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 they love. That is the U.S. Army well, conspiracy theories, won't they? That, well, they that'll do. give them. Be, that says pages and pages on Reddit uh, about it already. I'm sure. Exactly, but but the U.S. Army has discovered loads of great things. You know, they've made a vaccine against any coronavirus. It's called a pan coronavirus vaccine. Now, now, the, as you've just said, how can this be? They took what's called a nanoparticle, a tiny particle. They put loads of spikes all around the particle. There's 24 faces to this particle, and loads of different spikes from different coronaviruses. And guess what? They got a massive immune response. They did a phase one trial and they got such a powerful response of antibodies and all the usual things they, they can say look that's going to work against any coronavirus. Now that means it'll work against the common cold as well remember because one in five colds are caused by coronaviruses but it's spectacular data. Now again they need to do phase two and phase three. They decided at the outset the army to go for a pan coronavirus vaccine you see and it's taken them what a year and a half to get there but their first date is extremely promising so if that pans out there you have it. That's, that's the end yeah. game in many ways because now we have a vaccine for any coronavirus variant that would emerge. Now again, we will see the trials emerge and so on but they were very excited in their press release uh, yesterday to say we've cracked it. Kind of. they, they put two okay. and a half thousand people on the job in the army, can you believe? They were all scientists and medics of course. Two and a half thousand people for the past year and a half. That was our ambition and now we've got the data. So that's incredible. It's rare that you'd have a war worth fighting. I think that uh, probably would be one good use of any armed forces yeah, to, exactly. to come up with a, a winner for that. Uh, Luke, some of the questions that came in. Going back to the 
the text that I read out there a little bit earlier on that came in from Deck. He thinks he had it. Uh, six weeks ago. He didn't go for yeah. uh, a PCR, um, which I suppose he regrets now in yeah, hindsight. Um, now, three months you're supposed to wait, but he doesn't know whether he had it or not. Should he, should he just get the booster? Oh, definitely. Anybody, go and get the booster now. <laughs> to everybody is the message because the amount of immunity we're getting from that third shot is spectacular and ahead of Christmas, as we know. You know, So he should go and get his booster as soon as he can. And, and thankfully, they did reduce it to three months because we were pressing for that, you know, because it was six months. But then it's gone to three. But I think at the moment, the way I see it, you know, it looks to me anyway. Anybody turning up is going to get a booster, aren't they? You know, they won't, mm. they won't really worry about it. So I'd get in there and get the booster as quick as I can. Um, a text in from I think it's Akan or possibly Alan with a typo. Um, ask Luke, how long after you've been infected do you have immunity for? We, that's a tough question, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that they, they remember about a few months ago, the HSE themselves said as much as nine months was the kind of number they were talking about. The trouble is, it's very variable. You know, it's between people. That, that's why we advocate vaccination after infection, by the way, because you can't be quite sure how strong your reaction was. Some might get months and months and months protection, some might get less. So hence the vaccine once you've been infected. But yeah, of course the immune system is there to protect you anyway and, and does give months and months of protection. So so certainly mm. for, for a few months you would be protected post-infection. We've heard a lot, Luke, about people who um, did an antigen test that came up as negative and then they went and got a PCR test that came up as positive. Right? That, that has yeah. happened a lot. There are anecdotal people and there's some texts coming in of people who had positive antigen tests but then they went on to have negative PCR yeah, tests. So what's happening yeah, yeah. there? Well, there's a rate of false positive and false negative in any tests, remember. The rate of that in PCR is a lot lower, but you can get a false negative with the antigen. One simple explanation, John, is you didn't stick it up your nose enough you know, and then you do the test and it's negative and you're actually positive. That, that's the usual reason for a false negative is you haven't done the test properly. You know, Get 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 the swab, make sure you do six in each nostril and then into the little liquid and that's fine. If you don't do that sufficiently, you mightn't pick up enough virus on, on the swab and then you'll test negative and you're actually positive. That's the main reason for a false negative, you see. But sometimes mm. the, the PCR can give a false positive or a false negative, but it's very, it's, it's, it's a lot lower. That, that's a much more accurate test. That's why we say antigen first, followed by PCR is your, your belt and braces almost because the PCR is really reliable. So that's the way to uh, But And if there's any doubt, just isolate. Just stay I mean, Absolutely. Own. That's the key message, obviously enough. Any symptoms, isolate. It's essential. Yeah, exactly. Now, Patrick says, can you ask Luke if the booster wakens up the immune system immediately or is there a wait like in previous doses? There's great date on that. It takes seven days. That's the truth of it. Now, as soon as you're boosted, your immune system starts to wake up and, and day by day gets stronger and stronger, you know. And, and in some people, day two is a big response, you know, after the booster. But on average, it takes about seven days before you get a really good response. So that's the way to think of it. So uh, if Christmas Day is coming, uh, let's hope you've had your booster seven days before. But there will be some protection after three or four days, remember. And it's all about de-risking, isn't it, let's face it. Mm. But, but it does take about seven days. Here's a question for you, Luke. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 61. I am triple vaccinated. I've been asked to sub in a primary school after Christmas. Should I do it? I would. Yeah, triple vaccinated. Absolutely. I mean, as, as we're just saying, the, the, the third shot is an extra layer of protection. Remember, we know that now for definite. So you're well protected after three shots in that situation. So I would. Um, I've, I, I've been invited to Christmas dinner at a friend's house, says the texter. There'll be eight people from seven households. Now, I've had lung surgery in recent years. Grateful for the invite. What should I do? I mean, the... The probably it's get everyone to antigen. Seven households is too many, sadly, isn't it, by the guidelines. Yeah. But I think it's I'm not a, sure the guy, that is outside the actual guidelines, but, isn't it? Well, it is, but it's very important for people to enjoy themselves. That's what we've had. Can you imagine, this is our second winter in a pandemic. I mean, we're going to look back on this time and go, how could this be? Just try and enjoy yourself. And you can de-risk it. Antigen testing is essential in that situation. Everybody going to that house should antigen test that morning and, and the day before as well, potentially. You do two, that's always good. When you're in the house, a bit of ventilation, as we know. I'm, I'm praying, as I've said yesterday, John, for 
a mild Christmas day because people might keep the windows open. Ventilation is critical, you know, as well. So, and then if they're all boosted, that's a huge de-risker. So in other words, you can go along then and try to enjoy yourself under, under those terms. Uh, Dexter says, will the new antivirals work for the flu? Probably not. No, no, they don't. That's a different virus. That's a different family. These, these are coronaviruses and they all have a thing called a protease that they share and the antiviral targets the protease and the protease hasn't changed in the variants. So that's why we know the antiviral work, will work against anyway. Flu hasn't got that protease. Now there are antivirals for flu, by the way. Tamiflu is one of them. It works mm. kind of, you know. They've been trying to get antivirals for flu for quite a while. And that's why we're amazed that we've got these antivirals because we haven't really got one for flu. We've got one for hepatitis C and for HIV. In fact, we've no vaccine for those, as you know. It's only antivirals. But now we have this really powerful antiviral against, against any coronavirus. Okay, and one last one. I recently only got a positive antigen after swabbing my throat. It was positive straight away, negative when just my nose, had symptoms, PCR positive. Should we be antigen testing our throat? They're designed for the nose only, aren't they? They're no, not, uh, the original ones were designed for the throat, weren't they? Uh, but I think they changed it. They changed it, yeah. Now you can take a swab in the throat. T- two places is the recommendation. So either both nostrils, right, or one nostril and the throat, or all three if you like. You know, The more stuff you get out, the better. But do the throat first, for the love of God. Do the throat first. Get the order right. Yeah, that's Advice <laughs> Solid advice as always. Look, O'Neill, which is bigger in your house? Is it the Christmas breakfast or the Christmas dinner? Because I mean, the Christmas breakfast is very important, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it has to be the dinner. No, the dinner is the number one, and it's normally in our house at seven in the evening. Sadly, but um, it's, seven. it's a bit late. Yeah, sometimes you know. And so, so should you be pie-eyed after that? <laughs> That's get, the idea, uh, isn't that uh, the idea, John? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's an Indiana Jones in you and everything at that point. <laughs> um, Luke O'Neill, have a wonderful Christmas. You, uh, delighted to hear you sounding so well. Thanks so much for joining us. 